Hello, my name is Kendra and welcome to my channel. I am a licensed midwife here in the state of Texas and I talk about all things healthy from eating right and physical exercise to the use of alternative medicines and remedies. Health is all encompassing, which is why I'll also share a lot about mental health and healthy habits. Whether you're a health expert or you're just getting started on the journey to health and wellness, I hope to provide you with information to help you make the best choices for you and your family. So this podcast is going to answer a question that I get quite often these days, and that's why are you and your husband foster parents? What made you first want to foster? That story really starts with my husband. His parents did foster care when he was little and they ended up adopting his little sister. So it's very near to him. He said when he was 14 years old and his parents brought home his little sister, that he couldn't even fathom the idea of there being children in this world that nobody wants. He promised himself that someday in the future, whenever he was older, that he would take in foster children. So when him and I first started talking, that was one of the first things that came up in our relationship as friends was that he wanted to become a foster parent. I grew up in a family. My parents have eight children. I'm the oldest. So I've always wanted a lot of children myself. I did have this desire to adopt, but it was kind of like a goal for way down the road. It was kind of hard for me to imagine what adoption looked like because I didn't know anybody personally that was adopted. When I moved to Corpus Christi, there was a family in our church that adopted two children from foster care. And then later were also fostering three other children. And so I kind of got to see it firsthand, them having created this family through adoption and then continuing to help other children in foster care. That along with Jason talking about how his sister was adopted and just the great need for foster parents really planted that seed in my heart of, I really want to foster someday. This was before Jason and I were ever even dating. Him and I would talk about it a lot about becoming foster parents on our first date when he first asked me out. One of his first questions was, are you interested in foster care just because I'm interested in foster care or is that a desire that comes from you? And his thing was, is that he didn't want my crush on him to influence my desire to become a foster parent. Foster care is hard. And if you don't have that passion and that desire from the Lord to do foster care, then it's not going to work out. So I assured him that it wasn't just because I liked him. Long story short, we got married in February and in August we were living in a one bedroom house and we knew that we wouldn't be able to do foster care in a one bedroom house, but we were planning on moving to a larger house. So I suggested, Hey, let's go ahead and start the paperwork now. And that way the majority of the paperwork's finished. So by the time we move, a lot of it will already be done. So we started the foster parent classes. We started the paperwork, started the process to become foster parents. And our agency worker was like, Hey, you can actually foster a baby in a one bedroom. All you need is a crib in your room. As long as it's enough square footage, the state's okay with you having a baby in your room. January 12th, 2018, we accepted our first placement of a baby girl. Few months later we accepted placement of her 18 month old sister by that time we had moved into another one bedroom that was a little bit larger so we could foster both of them and we had them from january to august this whole time we were hoping to adopt these children so how foster care works is you typically have children that were taken away from their parents for any number of reasons whether it's abuse or neglect or drugs any one of those could be a reason and then the state tells the parents that they have to complete 
these particular services for them to get their children back, whether it's being clean for so long, whether it's getting a good job, whether it's having a place to live. And so the parents have a year to complete these services. And if they do so within that year time frame, they prove themselves to be adequate parents and then the children are able to be placed back with them. Now, sometimes the state allows an extra six months on top of that. If the parents are really close to finishing their services or if there's some new information that comes out, sometimes they'll extend it, but 18 months is pretty much the limit. So we were hoping to adopt these two sisters who actually had two more sisters and we were praying and going through this system. So we had gotten the first baby when she was three months old. And by the time August came around, she was 10 months old by that time. This was, you know, our first children and we definitely got attached to them. Then we had to say goodbye. And that was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life. Um, I really didn't think that we would be able to continue doing foster care. It was, so heart-wrenching to see this baby that knows you as their mom and dad to go and be placed back with their family especially when like you don't feel like the parents deserve it and you feel like you would be better parents but that was this decision that the state made during the time that these two girls were with us we had a teenager a 15 year old placed with us then she left two other teenagers were placed with us right before the two babies left so the two babies left and we had these two teenagers and we took on a third teenager and these were all girls. We thought, you know what, we're done fostering babies. It's just too hard getting attached to them because they're so little and it's too difficult to raise them for them to see you as their mom and dad and then to watch the heartbreak for both you and them as they're being taken to somebody that they don't know as mom and dad, even, even though they're biologically mom and dad. So we decided to pour our efforts into teenage foster children. This was kind of our heart from the very beginning before we started foster care is we wanted to take in teenage foster children because often it's more difficult to get them placed. They come with a lot of baggage. If you already have biological children and you're adding an older foster child, it can bring a lot of concerns, but we didn't have any biological children. And by that time, we had moved into an even bigger house that was able to have children that were older than infants. We poured ourselves into these teenage girls, fell in love with them, had a blast, honestly. They were a lot of fun. They bickered, they fought. We had so many times where we would sit down as a family and talk through, you know, these issues that they would have with each other or with us. And really, like, the Lord blessed it. The Lord blessed each and every one of the girls that came and lived with us. We didn't have any major issues. We were able to work through the issues that we had. A couple of the girls left, and then we decided to go for a younger sibling group. We had one teenage girl that was about to turn 18, and then we took on a sibling group of three. And one of them was uh, special needs. He had autism. That was probably the roughest foster placement that we ever had. It was very difficult to be able to parent a special needs child in the foster care system where certain things he just didn't understand why or why not. We did the best that we could and tried to pour as much love and consistency and structure into their lives until they had to be placed with another family and, and moved on. My husband and I really wanted to adopt these children. They became free and available for adoption, but we weren't able to adopt them at that time swore we were just going to focus on older children and that we just couldn't do younger children until I got a call a couple months later about a uh, I think they told me that she was a six-week-old baby girl 
and our hearts melted. And my husband was like, okay, but this is the last baby. This is it. I can't take any more heartbreak. We'll accept this placement. But then after that, then we're going to be completely done. No more foster children after this. So we had our one teenager and then we were going to have this six week old baby girl. Well, it turns out that the six week old baby girl was actually six days old. She was a premature baby, which they did not tell us at all. So we were completely surprised by that. So instead of a six week old baby that may be stretching out longer feedings, we had a six day old premature baby that came to us at five pounds, one ounce. This premature newborn infant that was up every two hours through the night and through the day and somehow we survived. And after they placed her with us, they informed us that she also had a brother. I think he was five at the time and was just about to turn six. They told us that if we didn't accept placement of her brother, they would remove her from our home and place them together. Of course, they didn't tell us this before she was placed with us. They told us after. So we were like, okay, we'll consider taking him as a placement. So we went up to San Antonio to meet him and fell in love with him. He also joined our family. Fast forward a year later, we were wanting to adopt them and we had grown so attached to them and the Lord opened the door for us to adopt them and we were finally able to make them ours and add our last name to them. So thankful to the Lord for just opening the door and allowing them to be placed with us because we really were just burnt out from the heartbreak of foster care and foster children leaving. Since then, we have had several other foster children that have stayed with us that have been temporary placements where we knew that they weren't going to stay with us long term. So it was kind of easier to do the best we could to take care of them at that moment, but then not be too sad when they did have to leave. We had an eight and a nine year old placed with us. And then at a separate time, we also had another baby that was our daughter's age. Our 19 year old moved out, got her own place and is supporting herself we got another call to foster a teenager that we had previously had placed with us. And we said yes. And then we moved to Austin and she came with us. So now our home has our two adopted children and then our foster daughter that we are hoping to adopt soon. Part of the reason for this podcast is yes, health, nutrition, and information on essential oils, information on how to live a healthy lifestyle, But part of the reason for starting this podcast also was just to raise awareness about foster care, to be able to kind of talk to people and be able to share stories of foster parenting, how to become a foster parent. Because I feel like so many people see foster parenting as this goal when their children are grown out of the house, when they feel more stable as a couple, when they feel more stable financially or whatever it is. I thought the same way, but I've seen so many people just take the plunge, not because they were particularly ready. Foster children need people to act. Obviously, I don't advocate foster parenting for everybody. It's something that the Lord needs to call you to because you're going to have to rely on him to get through it. But it's also incredible to see God work in these children's lives and to be able to be a part of that. And really, he does give the grace to sustain my husband and I through these times. He has provided in so many different ways. It's been almost three years now since we've been foster parents. I do want to raise that awareness if you're interested in foster care, but just not sure how to take the plunge or if you have questions please feel free to reach out to me through my Instagram. I will be more than happy to answer any questions regarding foster care or how to become a foster parent. What is a foster agency? Why do you need a foster agency? 
what the state requires, please feel free to reach out to me. I hope that this encourages you. I hope that this maybe puts that seed in your mind to become a foster parent yourself, or maybe just to advocate more for foster children. There's a lot of different ways that people can help. You can become a respite provider, which is basically a babysitter just for foster children. If you have used clothes or used furniture, there's just so many different ways that you can reach out into the community and find ways to help these foster children. There's just so much need out there. So I hope that this helps give more information. And again, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. Thank you so much for listening and hope you join us next time.